What's up, everybody? Coming at you after the Daytona 500 for episode number 46 of the Highline. Got a pretty good episode for you today. Going to be reviewing the Daytona 500. Also going to be asking the question, is the Daytona 500 losing its importance? We're also going to be talking about the terrible coverage uh, presented by Fox on my television screen this weekend. Yeah, I think I had it on my television screen as well. We're also getting back to the basics here. We got the attaboy of the weekend and the you can't do that moment of the weekend as well from Daytona and Fontana, California, Auto Club, whatever you want to call it. It's got 45 different names. For the last time. Yeah, two miles. Last time they raced at the big track. We'll preview that race and give our prediction. Let's get it. Fenway Keselowski Racing had it in their hands, had it in their face, couldn't grab it. Mm. Six laps away from winning the Daytona 500. The damn shame. That number six is just uh, a bad number for y'all, huh? Fuck Joey Logano for not giving him any help. But, you know, (laughs) is what it is. Remember a couple years ago, though, Joey was very upset at Michael McDowell when Denny won his second one for not helping him. At the end of the race. Joey's two-faced, man. He is. He's He's very two-faced. He's very two-faced. Anyways, guys, welcome back to the Highline episode 46. Um, 46. That's a tough one. Uh, I don't... I'm sure there is somebody, but I can't think of anybody that drove the 46. Yeah, me either. And Uh, a Setzer. Didn't he drive the 46? I thought that was the double zero. I think that was was Dennis Setzer in the truck. 46. Because Rick Carlson drove the 14. Because I get them too confused all the time. Rick Crawford, Rick Crawford, I'm doing the same thing. Doesn't he beat his wife? Probably. <laughs> or go to jail for something? <laughs> hey, for legal reasons, that's a joke. Yes. Uh, anyways, the first race of the 2023 season is in the books. Trent Davis, Raleigh Embry are here to break it down for you today. Uh, my Daytona 500. Michael and Weekend. That's right. Michael and Nett. Mm, yep. Cup Series, right? Yes. Fucking that, terrible. Uh, 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 Turner? Turner. Was that oh, who, yeah. Who yeah, owned yeah. that car? Yeah, with Justin Allgaier. With, with, yeah. Turner Scott. Turner Scott. Rest in peace. Was that it, the name of that? H. Uh, Scott Motorsports? H something like it. Something like it. 
anyways, um, yeah, my day, my Daytona 500 weekend was very eventful, I guess you could say, uh, we had planned, uh, earlier in the week, several weeks, actually, a couple weeks to have a Daytona 500 party in my, at my house in the garage or in the wherever or both or both. And, uh, my wife, uh, started feeling sick again on Tuesday. She has AIDS <laughs> from me. <laughs> uh, and I was feeling fine. until about Friday night and, uh, woke up in the middle of the night, Friday night. And I was feeling like shit. So Saturday, she tests for COVID Friday night. Cause we were going to go out to eat for dinner. And she tested because she didn't feel great and she couldn't smell. And then Saturday, I tested for COVID and I had it too. And for the whole weekend, I was just in my chair watching racing, kind of feeling tired the whole time. COVID is, uh, I've said this before, COVID is a less severe sinus infection to me. I would rather have it if it, you take away the uh, fatigue. The, the fatigue of it, I would rather, even then, I'd still rather have COVID over my oh, sinus you said infection. the body ache. But yeah, the body aches. Yeah, the body aches kind of sucked, but I get those in sinus infections as well. But yeah, I had COVID all weekend, so me and Riley had to watch it our, at our separate houses. We were and, so close yet so far. Yeah, very, very, yeah. And uh, then <laughs> Daytona 500 came and went, and my guys wrecked early. Chase was out early. Ryan was I thought he was out early, but came back, finished top 10 at the end of the day, somehow. And uh, Larson had a chance there at the end, but, uh, you know, Larson, his super speedway skills are not that great. Went up the middle, hadn't worked all day, and uh, he paid for it. Travis Trana turned him into the wall and about killed him. Oh, he turned him! And, uh, yeah. And then Ricky Stenhouse. Ricky Stenhouse won it. And I was was so happy. I should have worn my Ricky Stenhouse. You probably should have. That's, That's a race winner. That's a Daytona 500 winner. Something that your guys can't say nothing about. Burn. Anyways, how was your Daytona 500 weekend, Riley? Well, until about six. Oh, great. <laughs> um, I was, it was too bad that you had the old vid. I got a new baby, so I couldn't come over. To be honest, I wouldn't give it a fuck. I'd have still come, but the wife wouldn't let me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it is what it is, so I had to watch it at home. Um, but it wasn't too bad. I mean, it was a below average race. Um, the Xfinity race was kind of weird, too. Um, and then the truck race, which is always a shit show, was a shit show. So um, I didn't watch the Arca race. But the weekend was okay. Um, I, don't, I don't love Daytona week like I used to, which we'll get into, get into that in the next segment. But it was okay. It didn't really live up to the hype, uh, other than the fact that my guys were dominant again, uh, second year in a row. That the six was probably the best car, and seventeen might have been. I don't know if he's number two last year, but he was definitely number two today. Or <laughs> he's shit. He is shit. Um, They're both shit. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, he finished fourth. He's second in points right now, but you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was an interesting race. Um, Fords dominated, like I said, they would. Um, I did too. I said that too. Yeah, the Chevrolets were uh, number two, and they weren't too far behind. They were competitive, but they weren't 
they weren't what the Fords were. And then Toyota, I think, was obviously the third uh, manufacturer, but they still had some bright spots. I mean, Christopher Bell was pretty strong all day. Uh, Denny, you know, he's always good um, on those super speedways. So they had some guys that were competitive, but the Fords were obviously the ones that should have won the race. Uh, it should have been Brad. Uh, he had the best car. He's the best driver. Didn't make any mistakes. Um, and and Chris was right there helping him. And, you know, those guys were, you know, one and one A all day, in my opinion, but uh, didn't work out for him. Yeah, the RFK cars were clearly the, the class of the field. The, the Stuart Haas car is really good. Eric Amarola, he was fast all day. Harvick was fast all day. Even Priest was fast. The only SHR car that wasn't all that great was Briscoe. Um, he's kind of near the midfield or the back of the field a lot during the race, but uh, even he was pretty good. Uh, so the Ford was definitely the, the strong one, strong manufacturer. Uh, Blaney was fast. Logano was fast. Cindric was pretty fast. He, he wasn't up there as much as I thought he'd be, but he was still fast. It's just, uh, you know, they made a mistake, you know, with on that last, after that last green flag pit stop. Trying to get around, uh, was it the Chevys? It was the Chevys. Trying to get around the Chevys. fucking spun and they threw a phantom caution. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when the Ford wreck. When Harvick and Priest. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're trying to get around the Chevys. Because the Chevys, was, I think it was the Chevys. Off pit road and uh, just the Fords didn't get around them clean, cleanly. And uh, it cost them. Took about half the Fords, the fast Fords up there. And you only really had the RFK cars and. And Logano left after that. So, and Amarola, but uh, something happened to him. I, I wonder, I want to know what the hell happened to Eric. Because uh, he was up there before the pit stops, I believe. And then something happened where he just fell f- off the face of the fucking earth. I don't know if it's something happened with the motor or something. But all of a sudden, because it was, I texted you, this about 40 to go. I said, Eric leading the top line and Chris is leading the bottom line. I said, boy, our two picks are one and two <laughs> for 20 laps. I was like, damn. It's like we know what the fuck we're talking about. Well, you said that. Yeah, it's like almost like we know what we're talking about. So we had the right guys up the front who had, you know, who had the best cars. It's just... I'm glad I didn't pick Brad. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i not because he should have won the race. But, <laughs> yeah, 22nd place finish. He got wrecked on that last yeah. But So uh, did Eric. <laughs> yeah, <it's- laughs> Eric finished 20th. But, uh, 21st. 21st. Oh, wow. That would have been, that would have stung yeah. <laughs> for you. But, uh, no, nah, it's Forge. We had it right. Forge was the fastest one. But, you know, day 2500, that's why I said this last week. I said, the past couple of years, man, the fastest car does not win this race a lot anymore. And I was right. Not even it, the 20th fastest car won it this week. Okay. Uh, My man finished 30th in points last year. I just want you to know this. <laughs> He did not finish. 30th. Yes, he did. No, he did not. Swear to God, he did. Did he really? Did yes. he get a penalty? He, he got, finished. Didn't he get a penalty? I don't though? know, but he finished thirtieth in points last. Are you sure? Swear. Look it up while I'm talking. But Ricky did not have the best car. But I've always said this for years. I mean, you could go back to his Roush days. He is one of the best super speedway racers in the field. Whether you like him or not, he is always up there. If he's not wrecked at the end of these races. A lot of times he does get wrecked at the end of these races and half the time it is his fault. He does make a lot of mistakes, but he's always up there and he's got the skill that half the field does not have in the cup series. 
And this time it just worked out. I mean, he was leading this race last year with seven to go until fucking Brad just drove through him. So, I mean, uh, Ricky's always up there and uh, it doesn't surprise me. And I'm just, I'm glad he won instead of Joey. Uh, I'm not a huge Joey fan, but I'm glad he beat Joey. And uh, hey, you got to thank Christopher Bell for going with the, the 47 and not going with the 20 car because uh, 22 would be our Daytona 500 champion. Okay, finished 26. Okay, I was about to say no. Uh, yeah. The guys behind him that ran full schedules were Harrison Burton, Todd Dillon, Ty Dillon, Corey LaJoy, Cody Ware. Brad? That's it. Brad was ahead of... Finished 24th. Mm. Those were the guys that finished ahead of uh, or behind. Anyways, I like... Two of those guys are, d- are future champions. Anyways. Ty Dillon. Ty Dillon and Corey LaJoy. Yes. Um, <laughs> anyways. I like Ricky. I always have Ricky. I've been a fan of Ricky since he drove that six car with Trevor Bank uh, in the Xfinity series. You know, who, who the Trevor Bain versus Ricky Stenhouse, the all white car. Who's better? You remember that one? Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a fan of Ricky forever. I've got a Ricky Stenhouse uh, T-shirt. But <sighs> I'll be goddamn. This motherfucker did not deserve to win the race. He didn't. He just did. And and that's why this race pissed me off. And this is why super speedway racing pisses me off. Is because you can luck into a win. And more often than not, you do. You think about this year, Ricky didn't deserve to win the race. Last year, Cindric didn't deserve to win the race. The year before that, McDowell didn't deserve to win the race. The year before that, Denny didn't deserve to win the race. Who won at 19? Danny. Or, I mean, uh, 18? Austin. Austin. Didn't deserve to win the race. 18. You already said 18. Or 17. Hurtman. Didn't deserve to win the race. 16. Denny. Was probably the third out of the four Toyotas. Kyle Busch deserved to win that race. I'd argue Matt. Matt dominated. Yeah, it was either of those two. Yeah, he might have been fourth. I think Truex might have had a stronger car than him that day, too. Um, 15, Joey, he deserved, it. he probably deserved to win that race. 14, yeah, pff, we'll say 15, 15 was the last time the person that deserved to win the race deserved or ended up winning the race. And that's what I argue Denny deserved it in 19. You could argue I mean, that. he didn't, he didn't not, it wasn't as egregious as the other guy. No, that's no, for sure. But yeah. he didn't have the dominant car. In 19. No, uh, Ryan Newman probably should have won that race, but you know, in nineteen, is that? Am I thinking of the right? No, twenty. What year? When he flipped into the fence. I thought that was nineteen. I thought Denny won that race. He did. He won nineteen and twenty. That's right. Uh, who was who was the dominant car in nineteen? That's what I'm saying. I think Denny was up there. He was one of the ones. Him and I'm Kyle Busch. I'm trying to remember that race. Him, Kyle, and Joey. Um, Blaney was good, but he got caught up in that big wreck late. Medetta, Med, Matt DeBenedetto dominated. Was that the one? Was the that 95 the ninety five car? Was that the a lot of lap? Yeah, was that the one that Chris was pretty fast, but he wrecked like he, well, he, he caused in, a big one like three times. Chris or was that eighteen or not? Chris, um, Ricky. I don't remember. No, that was a July race. It was July eighteen. Yeah, the week after. And they did it again. But yeah, but anyways. Anyways, what you're what you're saying? What is I'm saying they, is the person that 
deserves to win the race in the Daytona 500 almost never in the past 10 years wins the race. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's some bullshit. But, you know, I digress. I, I get your I get your argument. Uh, but that's what that's what Daytona 500 is now. These uh, NASCAR's put these teams in a box the past decade and it's like, listen, we need chaos. We need a lot of wrecks. You know, we we need these cars to at first, you know, before last year with the Gen 6, before they got rid of it, you know, they and from 19 to 21, you had all these just fucking wreck fest because the guy, the cars would get such a big of a run and the guys would continue to try to block them. And there's just, it's not going to work. It's too big of runs. So with this gen seven car, they slowed the runs down, but now it's kind of harder to get multiple lanes going and it's kind of harder to move through the field now. So you got to kind of pick your poison, of uh, which one you want, but you still get chaos at the end because these guys are pushing for everything they got. Uh, it's hard to get, it's hard. You saw it on Sunday. It's hard to move up through the field, but it is possible if you are a good plate racer. And that's why I think Ricky, now I'm not saying Ricky deserved it more than Brad or Joey or Chris or even Kyle Bush or, but he, it's not like he was a 30th all day. He was, he finished third in stage two. Like he was up there. But because of the Fords dominating the race, he kind of was kind of in that 12th to 15th place a lot of the day. So, and he, he, stayed out of, he stayed out of trouble. He didn't speed on pit road. He did all the stuff you're supposed to do neither right. Neither did Brad. I, I, neither, I understand neither that. Neither did Ricky. Neither did... Hey. I mean, neither did Chris. Neither sometimes did, this is about... Neither did the eight car. Sometimes... Neither did the three car. Sometimes it's about... The eight car sped on pit road earlier. That's right. He did speed. But he didn't get any wrecks. He was close to the last one. <laughs> That's my point. You know, it's like, yeah, he, he didn't do anything wrong, but neither did Brad and Brad did more stuff. Right. I could argue Brad should have went with that eight car and the three car. Now, maybe the eight and the three tries to pass him on the inside. If he does at least that, it breaks him up. I think if he does that, it's a wreck, but uh, we'll never know. What I'm saying is Brad didn't put a steering wheel wrong all day. He had the best car, he was the best driver, and he made zero mistakes. And you don't win the race. Chase Elliott last year at Watkins Glen, he dominated the race, led the whole race to the last restart because of a bullshit backmarker that wrecked, remember? Mm-hmm. And then Kyle Larson just drove through him on the restart. Mm-hmm. And Chase lost the race. Yeah. And you said then... Hey, shit happens. It does. And okay, I, then. And I'm not saying, <laughs> and I'm not saying that Ricky doesn't have a legitimate win here. Good for him. It's just frustrating when your guy dominates and through no fault of his own loses the race. Yeah, I know how you feel. Um, and you know, it's good for the 47 group that they they won it. You know, it's going to help them sell sponsorship. Going to they're going to make the playoffs, but. When, when you've got a teammate behind you, you're leading with six to go, you should win that race. And, you know, they just didn't win it today, er, uh, Sunday. And I was fairly pissed off uh, Sunday night when that happened. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. I mean, they had a good run. They always have a good run at Daytona. Hopefully it'll translate uh, to, to the shorter tracks, and hopefully they can 
they can do some stuff this year, but uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's just bullshit. I get it. I get it. I mean, and I thought they had it, man. I thought I thought they had it with when they came. Oh, out I knew. The- I knew they were going to lose. I knew it the whole time. <laughs> I knew it. So what are you so upset about? Because then? that's just the way life is, you know. <laughs> I I wanted them to win, so they didn't. But if I wanted the eight to win, then fucking Brad would have won by four fucking seconds. <laughs> like did tell you that yeah. one year. Now I uh. I get your point and I've gone through it a lot. Every, every, almost every fan has gone through it with their driver once or twice where, Hey, they didn't do nothing right or nothing wrong all day. Should have won the race. And then something happens to where it costs them. Yeah. But uh, my guys, I'm not used to that because my guys usually fuck up or are just never in contention. So when, when they bring the best car and the breast, the best driver, (laughs) I love breast. uh, (laughs) When they do everything right and they don't win, I'm not used to that because no. they never do everything. No. So, it you sucks. know, Brad's had the best car on super speedways for the past two years. Every time they show up, both races, um, well, maybe not the July race at Daytona, but, or the August race at Daytona now. Uh, yeah, because he got involved in that Blaney wreck early, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, yeah, but the 17 probably had the best car in that race. Um, the... <clears throat> He has brought the best car to the 500 last year, both Talladega races last year, and the Daytona 500 this year. And he ain't won anything. He won a duel last year. He ain't won anything. (laughs) He won the duel race last year. Because he sped on pit road in both Talladega races last year. Just it's it's Wrecked the whole field at Daytona last year. He probably still should have won the race in that race. Um, But, you know. I mean, he led every lap last year. I'm pretty sure he won. Led most of. I think hey, he not according most- to Mike Joy. This is the first time RFK has led the Daytona 500 since 2014. <laughs> I did hear that. Wrong. Uh, Very wrong. But um, yeah. Anyways, I mean, we probably should give the rundown on this. Um, it's yeah. uh, of course Ricky won. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. got his first 500. Living Joe, Villa Loca. Joey finished. Richie he, Martin? Yeah. Joey finished second, which for a second it looked like he won the race. Uh, Christopher Bell finished third. So you've got your Chevy Ford Toyota in your top three. Then you got Chris Busher, which I still have no idea how he finished fourth. He missed that last race. Yeah. Well, he was 35th when that. Uh, 35th was already <laughs> back in Charlotte. I know. But, anyways. Busher Bowman, Almondinger, uh, after trying to wreck the whole field, Suarez after wrecking himself, Blaney after being in a wreck. We got Chastain, then we got a bunch of people nobody's ever heard of. Our Riley, two, Riley Herbst, dickhead. Uh, Travis Pastrana, tenth and eleventh. Then you had Harvick, Zane Smith, Cody Ware, Truex, Lajoy, Hamlin, Larson, Kyle Busch, Bubba Wallace, who are your top twenty. You got Eric Almirola and Brad Keselowski, who won stage one. Uh, then you had Austin. Austin won stage two. Yeah, he did. Uh, Austin Cindric, Noah Gragson, Ty Gibbs, Harrison Burton, Todd Gillen, Michael McDowell, Connor Daly with a top 29 finish, <laughs> uh, BJ McLeod, Jimmy Johnson, which he was fast, got a wreck. J- uh, Justin Haley, fast, got a wreck. Austin Dillon, fast, got a wreck. William Byron, fast, got a wreck. Briscoe, Priest, who was fast and got a wreck. Eric Jones, Chase Elliott, Tyler Reddick, and Ty Dillon. Top 40. 
Um, Miami News. Yeah, my guy's uh, it was case. A bad, it was a bad day for Hendrick. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, Larson, when when Kyle Larson has the best day, well, I don't think he finished the best, but I think Bo- Bowman did, right? He had top five or something. But uh, Larson had the best car out of the Hendrick stable all day. And that's never good. I don't know. I think Chase had a top five, top 10 car, but we just never got to see it. Um, Kind of mid pack the whole way, the whole first half of the race when he was in it. And then, you know, that wreck ensued with Harvick and Tyler Reddick and like he's going to part the seas. And then damn 45 car came right or another 43 car. Eric Jones <gasps> came right back up and Chase clobbered him and, Probably broke the toe link or broke something in the front end, and Chase was done. And Blaney was in that wreck as well, but uh, he was he was done as far as contention goes. I know he came back and got a top ten, but uh, he didn't have a race winning car for that. I thought he probably had the best chance out of my guys to win it, but uh, it just didn't happen. And Larson, you know, he he had a chance at the end, just made a a bad decision coming on the la- or on the last lap. Hello. Yeah, and. Uh, Middle hadn't worked all day. I don't know why he thought it would work. Unless he had a teammate behind him, which he did not. He had Christopher Bell behind him. And uh, just how it is. Uh, I figured none of my guys were going to be in contention because they usually are not, unless it's Blaney, uh, to win this race. But uh, it is what it is. I still enjoyed the race, even though my guys were pretty much out of it early. And Huh? Give me a letter. Z. Your letter grade. Z. P. I'm about to give it a Z. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it if you take out uh, what we're going to get into here a little bit later the Fox coverage. If you just go do it as a race, just the cars every, just nothing else I'd give it a A minus. When you factor in everything that what? if you factor in everything else with the Fox coverage and the commercials I would probably give it a B minus. First of all, it's a C at best. The C at if you t- best if you- on on track. Nah, on track it's yeah. a C. Taking Fox into consideration, it's best a- until like twenty to go. Yeah, because they motherfucker were just driving side by yeah. side like it was. Would fucking- you rather be in a train for hundred eighty laps? No, I want somebody to be able to race. They had more late changes this year than the past, like. Yeah, because the front guy would go and then they do this, and then they do that, and then they do this, and then they do that, and then this guy it would get the run, cars, and then this guy would get the ass. run. Different cars. You couldn't pass nobody. It was uh, Ricky passed a lot of people at uh, the end. Yeah, well, fucking the only time you ever saw anybody get a run Ricky, was when Rick, was when the fucking seventeen and the six got a run Ricky, from like uh, ninth, and they went and took the lead, and then the fucking RCR pieces of shit fucked them. Ricky six to go. Gay? Ricky, uh, he passed more cars when he had to, when it was lowing down to go than the six and seventeen combined. I disagree. <laughs> um, but why couldn't uh, they do what Ricky did? It's like a D plus because they suck with the Fox D coverage. plus with the Fox coverage. I give it a C on track. Oh come on! Fox coverage made it a D plus. What, um, if, what if Brad Keselowski wins this race and Chris Buescher finishes second? It's a, Is B, it? it's a B minus race. Oh, <laughs> now you're. Um, but it's uh, yes, yeah, I don't even know what else. To say. All right, thanks for listening. Shortest podcast in history. It's some bullshit. I don't. I don't understand. I'm still pissed. I'm still big mad. I'm still mad. I understand you're mad, but take that out of the equation. Listen, listen. The racing was not great. 
but it wasn't it terrible. Wasn't great. It wasn't terrible either. The first 30 laps. Do you want them just to wreck and shit all the time? I don't think I want to see that. I don't want to see them no. wreck every 10 minutes. And they didn't for the first 180 laps. I know they had a wreck with Chase Listen, and Ryan. I'm fine. I'm fine with the no wrecks. But. Yeah, different leaders throughout the whole race. I think this race would have been great. Who led the most laps in this race? Brad Keselowski. If, and how many lead? 30? Like, I don't uh, More than that. Um, I don't know. If if there wasn't any stages, Let's I find think out. if there wasn't any stages, this race would have been awesome. The problem is, is you had, they break the race up and ruin the strategy because there was some strategy in it. We had the forwards pitting, you know, all together in stage one. And then they realized, hey, maybe it would be better to split this in half. And, you know, Brad and the rest of the Fords, the first Ford group that pit in the last stage was working his way up. They're working their way up to the front. And then that wreck happens. You know, just you got to take stages away. But at Daytona or everywhere? Everywhere. I I mean, you could, I'm fine with the stages, but you can't throw a caution for that shit. But, you know, we got it for the first time this year, not on road courses. Now you just want to just take I, it away I said this together. two weeks ago. Is they just need to quit throwing a caution everywhere. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was... It's, um... It's, it's, it's the Daytona 500, but, you know, I don't... Even Ricky, when he got out of the car, didn't seem excited. It seemed like he won another race. Oh, well... Yeah, he was more excited about winning that July race. Seventeen seventy-six. Seventeen seventy-six. I mean, he ain't won it in damn six years. He got married over the offseason. Maybe he's just so tired from yeah. being married. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he knew he didn't deserve it too. So Ricky led ten laps. Joey led twelve. Who do you want me to check? The six. He led forty-two. Told you he led more than thirty. I said thirty-four. I was eight off. Jeez, I'm sorry. How much did Almirola lead? Probably 12. Almirola led 16. Chris. Chris led probably like 12. He led 32. Damn. He led that much. We led half the race. Uh, Who led? Truex led some, didn't he? Led 13. Did Bell lead some? Bell led 20. I'm saying all these guys are within 40 to 20. Like eight guys. A lot of fucking pe- Harrison led some. He led nine. One and Bubba, one. he led five. One and two were both the Rouse boys. Byron didn't lead any. Um, kind of think. Did Priest right lead any? All Priest I'm led saying, four. Priest my boys four. deserved to win the race, and they didn't win the race. So the race. Bowman led twelve. I'm just saying, a lot of these guys. It wasn't like it was just Dale Junior. Twenty fourteen. I'd rather see. Then how can you say it's bad racing? There's more leaders, more laps led, more lead changes. Passing, passing doesn't necessarily mean I, it's a good I, race. I, I understand that. I under, I get that. But when you the can't guy, say it was a terrible race when there was multiple lead changes and drivers and when, all that stuff. When you bring the best car, the best driver, you make zero mistakes, you do everything right, and you don't win the race, there's something inherently wrong with the way it shit happens. Yes, if it happens once, not seven out of the last eight years. Brad hadn't made any mistakes through other races. He didn't make a single mistake. I'm not talking about Sunday. I I'm said talking the about last... at the 500 in general. The best car at the best track, the best driver doing the, everything right. 
other than Denny in 19, <laughs> and that's an and and there's an argument on whether or not he was the best that day. Other than that, at the 500, the best driver, the best car didn't win the race. That's a problem. Yeah. I don't think anybody. And that's why segue into the next into the next conversation. And that's why the Daytona 500 is losing its importance. Wow! Thanks for giving it away. <laughs> Go ahead. I've already said what I needed to say, man. Well, damn, that's a that's there's no there's no other form of motorsport where the most important race of the year is a one hundred percent crack. Well, the Indy five hundred. Indy five hundred's close. It's not a crack. They're show. wide open, just like we are. They are. They the best. For the most the part. best drivers every year are in contention. And the best drivers every year. Almost every year. Pretty much every year. That's why you have Elio with like 14 of them. And you've got other, yeah, AJ Foyt. The Foyts have a thousand of them. You know, Marcus Erickson won it last year. And he was kind of out of left field, but he's still in one of the best cars. He's not driving a fucking third, a 26th place point car. But Ricky Stenhouse is one of the best super speedway racers sure out there. Sure, he is. There. But you know who the and best? The you know who the best in the world is, in my opinion. It ain't Brad Keselowski. It's Brad. Ke- it is Brad Keselowski. He's been almost two it years is. since he's won a race, and it's been it's been six since Ricky's won a race. <laughs> yeah, but but Brad was in quote unquote better equipment for most of those years. He still is. Brad's in better equipment than than not by a lot. Ricky, I know, but for uh, from when the last time, stuff maybe. 18, 19, 20, and 21, he was. And he's always always in contention. So was Ricky. Not really. Listen. He's in contention until he wrecks. And take everyone into consideration. (laughs) Monaco's the most important race of the year. You can't pass. You can't pass here in Other than the leader, they fucking went nose to nose. That's it all day. But anyways, Monaco's their most important race of the year. Who Did wins you compare it? passing at Daytona to passing yes. at Monaco? Yes. I'm going to smack anyways, the shit out um, of you. Ferrari, Red Bull, and Mercedes wins it. Well, they win every race every weekend. But still, the best cars and the best drivers win every single F1 race. The best cars and the best drivers win every single Formula One race or uh, IndyCar race. Other than... Why... Why is it that we go to our our most important race and it's a fucking crapshoot every year? Every year. You you could pick a name out of a hat and they have a bet, as good a chance of winning as everybody. Why? Why do we do it then? How, how else do you want them to do it? Let them fucking race. They were racing. Take the fucking, take the fucking stages out. Take the fucking restrictor plates off. Blame RCR. Put the car blame out there. RFK. Blame Joe Logano. Blame the Ford for wrecking at the end. Blame all them. They made the mistakes. Ricky right. just capitalized on them. Tell other drivers to stop making mistakes in these races. And maybe you'll have more guys that deserve to win it. Win it. The fix to this is to take away the green-white checker. You got to take away the green white check. You got to. It's the only way. It's the only way to fix random motherfuckers winning races. That's the only way. Because. But you don't have this at other races. 
Yeah, because they're not fucking stacked on top of each other. You have it every year at Daytona. You have it every year at the fucking July Daytona. You have it every year in both Talladega races. And we're going to start having it at at Atlanta. You've got to quit rewarding people for running 30th and missing a wreck. There's no reason that Cody Ware should finish top 15. There's no reason that Travis Pastrana should finish 11th. There's no reason Ricky Stenhouse Jr. should win the Daytona 500. There's no reason. There's, he did not deserve to win that race. If anything, he deserved a top 10. The winner of the race should have been Kyle Busch at lap 200 when they threw the caution flag for the wreck. It should have been Kyle Busch. He put himself in the lead at the 500-mile mark it's the Daytona 500, not the Daytona 530, not the Daytona 515. It's the Daytona 500. Whoever is at crosses the finish line first at 500 miles wins the race. I don't care if it's green, white, checkered, fucking purple flag. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's flag. the only way that you can you can stop the bullshit on whether or not this person deserved to win the race. That will make people quit wrecking. On the last lap, because it you get nothing. There's no gain to just push randomly on the white. Or on they'll the, still do it though. There's no gain if if it's two trying to, to get to the front still. If there's two to go and you're in thirteenth and you're just pushing somebody randomly, I what I do you doubt, want to just give up? No, you're not going to give up, but you're not going to do what AJ Allmendinger did to Travis Pastrana. What he do? Pushed him as hard as he could in the middle of turn one and two. That was Eric Carmarola. Was it the last wreck? Yeah. Yeah, that was Eric. Whatever. The names are irrelevant at this point. Back in the day when the Daytona 500 was super important, when it was the most important race in America, when Dale Earnhardt won it in 1998, he won it under caution. Jeff Gordon won his first one under caution. Jeff won his first one under caution. There's been several Indy 500s that end under caution. It happens. It's a 500-mile race. The winner is the person that crosses the line first after 500 miles. I don't disagree with you. The only thing I'll say is I think NASCAR, because of how strict they've got on the rules and the now the spec car and the Gen 7, back in the day, you would have Hendrick, Gibbs, Penske, Roush come out, and they're half a second faster than these back markers that you're talking about. Just because they have more equipment, better employees, and you could do more. You get away with more. And the cars would fall off. And the cars would fall off. Nowadays, it's almost the exact same car no matter where you get it. So I think you, you, can't, take- you can't chalk it up all to the green-white checkers and blame it for all the wrecks and you know all this stuff. I think it's the, the car as well. These cars are so equal almost now, especially at their uh, plate races, that it's hard to have the the top teams win all these races because, like you said, it's a crapshoot, and they are so close that if they get in wrecks or they don't get the right run at the right time, then back those middle tier teams are right there for the taking. And back in the day, it was not like that. 2004 Daytona 500, you had Dale Jr., Tony Stewart, Kurt Busch. And then you had randomly fucking Scott Riggs. <laughs> Those four were the only four that had a chance. Well, Scott to win Riggs it. still were there. I mean, who's what? What in the ten? Yeah, I don't remember who fucking 
Valvoline car. That's all yeah, I know. He was um, he was Craven's teammate. Yeah, I think so. Which, but they were 2005. Jeff Gordon, Dale Jr., Tony Stewart, Jimmy Johnson, Kurt Busch, Mark Martin. They were all up there. The only the only people to really have a chance in that race. I don't remember. Nowadays, it's not like that. Yeah, I don't remember 06, but 07, Mark Martin, uh, Kevin Harvick. 06 was Jimmy and Ryan. That's right. I think. 07 was Mark and Harvick at the line. And Harvick came out of nowhere. Yeah. And Harvick was in one of the better cars. Yeah. And Mark was in one of the better cars. Yeah. Yeah. Who owned that car? Is that DEI car? That Army car? No, that was a weird, that weird team. That was the year. That was the year before DI bought that. That's right. That tank was eight car then. But I'm just saying, nowadays these cars are just you can't you can't really get away from each other. At these plate races, like there's just got there's not make, a speed differential that you, you can use nowadays. You've got to make number one. Like I said, I think green white checkers are important. But like you said, the cars are very important. You have to you have to make the car fall off. You have to make handling matter. Uh, back in the day, you would see cars lead, you know, 20 laps of the race, and then their car would fall off, and they'd fall back. And they couldn't ho- hold on to the draft anymore. You'd see shit like that happen. Um, you never see that anymore. It's hold it wide open and turn it left, and if it sticks, it sticks, and if it doesn't, you just slide open. Well, somebody. they don't really hold it wide open when they're in the pack. Yeah, you're just saving gas, but you could. Like three quarters. You sprawl. could. You could, yeah. Yeah, they could no ram to, into each other. Could. Yeah, you could just fucking all just, but it's just... And that's why... The super speedway shit is just... It's a crapshoot, and it's not... I mean, it's entertaining to watch if you don't have a horse in the race, and that's why, you know, it gets the best ratings, because, you know, random people that don't watch NASCAR every week will tune in and watch it, because it's a wreck fest, and it's a crapshoot. Yeah. Um, if, if you got a horse in the race, though... It like, sucks. It's nerve wracking. It sucks. It's, it's nerve wracking. I told my stepdad was over watching, and it was uh, Brad and Joey, or Brad and Chris had just taken the lead with like 10 to go or whatever it was when they yeah, drove their way back up through there. 19, you know, the caution came out with 19 to go. It was probably like 14 to go, whatever yeah. they took the lead. But I looked at him and I said, This is my least favorite race of the year. I hate, I hate watching the Daytona 500 because. You know that that's what I said 20 times already. You know that if your guys do everything right, which they did, you guys do everything right to put themselves in the position to win, it still doesn't matter. It's up to somebody. And that's why I hate watching this shit is because your fate should not be in somebody's hands. Not to that extent. Anyway. And, and that's why I think the 500 is losing its importance because, you know, it's a crapshoot and it, it doesn't matter. You, as long as you're in the race, you have a chance. And it didn't. Use- yeah. I mean, I can't argue with you. I think the 500 is losing its, its importance, but I think it's more based on what NASCAR has done to these teams and restricting them, handcuffing them to what they can do with these new cars. And you can only do so much. And, a lot of these restrictor plate tracks now these days, you don't have guys that are up front all day and don't really deserve to win it, win it because they're just there at the right place at the right time. And back in the day, you'd have one or two of those every now and then. But for the most part, it would be the 
the top 10, 15 drivers in the sport. So what you do, I think, is kind of what, like you said, you just, you got to take the handcuffs off these cars and these teams and just let them go out and put what they want to put in the cars as long as it's not egregiously, (laughs) like, stupidly cheating. Let them do it. I mean, there's, I mean, it's not supposed to be, we have a problem in not only NASCAR, but in this country with equality. Everything's got to be equal. Guess what? Life ain't equal. Life ain't fair. You're going to have, if you got more employees, better, better people, you should have faster cars and you should be able to do more with your said cars. And that goes with any people, any business, any entity you want to throw out there. If you have better people, more people, better knowledge, more smarts, you're going to be better than uh, the other guys. And that's just how it is. But because the way uh, we got this country in right now, you want it to be like, okay, everything's got to be equal. Okay, I know this team can do this or this person has the ability to do this, but this this person doesn't because they don't have the resources. They don't have the money, X, Y, Z, blah, blah. Well, that's not the person A's fault. That person B's uh, goal should be trying to get to where person A is. Team A, team B, same thing in NASCAR. Don't restrict the, the super teams because the small teams can't compete with them and stay up with them. That's that's on the small teams. That's not on the super teams. And stop restricting them from, from being able to, you know, use all their resources to their advantage or use all their resources to be able to put it out on the track and because the way this the sport and really this country has gone the past decade like it's not fair so we gotta we gotta restrict these people to make these people feel better about themselves but shit happened life ain't fair NASCAR has never been there's no sport in America that is fair I don't care what sport you want to go to baseball is definitely not fair you see baseball put a salary cap on these teams with the Yankees and all. They don't do that. The Yankees got the most money in the league every year and they can get the most high and they still don't free win. agent. They still don't win it, but that's, that's a whole different thing, but they had the ability to do that. They, the Oakland A's cannot compete money wise with the New York Yankees. So Rick Ware racing should not be able to compete with Penske or Hendrick in the Daytona 500 to the same exact level, but they do because they think it's, they think they need to do something like that. It's, I, I don't disagree with anything you said. You know, if Rick Ware, I'm trying to think like the Wood Brothers in whatever year it was, 11, when when they brought that 21 down there and Ed Trevor won it. They brought a really fast car to it's got I'm not. They lucked into it, but they lucked into it a different way than than the 47 did. They did everything right at the right time. They struck gold, so to speak. They brought the best car. They bought a driver that had a knack for it. They had the, the Fords were dominant that day, and they had a really good helper, you know, pushing them. And that was when the tandem had, had first started. So, yes, they lucked into it. Did Trevor Bain deserve to win that? Probably not. However, they were, they had done things, you know, throughout that week that had set them up to put them in the, in the correct position to win the race. 
They didn't just happen to be leading at the end of the race. Um, you know, they made a pass right there at the end to win it. Um, but you're going to have to get back to letting letting the teams build, which they never will, but if, if this race is going to to continue to to be the most important race in America, you're going to have to get back to letting teams dictate what they bring to the track. Because if if I can just go out and buy a next-gen car and put it on the track, and as long as I don't lose the draft, I have a ch- chance to win it, it's it's bullshit. And, you know, like I said, I'm, I, this this isn't taking anything away from the 47 group. I'm, I'm not mad at them for winning the race. It's just that's the way NASCAR has put these guys in a box that, you know, you'd rather not be leading five to go. And, and it's just, that's wrong to me. You know, it's a race. You should want to be in the lead. The lead should not be a, a position of uh, sacrifice. Um, if ever you're, you're in the lead and you feel like you're in the wrong position, there's something wrong with the rules in your sport. So, um, I don't know what the fix is, but, but, uh, that's why, uh, super speedway racing and in the Daytona 500 in general is losing its importance because it's, it's bullshit that you're in the lead and it's not where you want to be. If you, if you're leading the race at the white flag, you'd, you'd want, you'd rather be second. You'd rather be third. Well, I don't know. With Maybe Rex, not the white flag. Second, yeah. second, yeah, two to go, yeah. two to go. Cause white flag. You know, Anything the caution's going to come out, so yeah. you're going to win. But yeah. uh, with two to go, if you're in a lead, you'd probably rather. Yeah, I mean, uh, we could beat it like a dead horse all day, but, uh, you know, it's what it is. I, 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 I agree with you that it is losing its importance, but it still is the biggest race of the year, and it still draw, draws the most eyeballs. And it's got to be entertaining, entertaining to the average watcher. Um, that watches the Daytona 500 every year. So, I mean, NASCAR is probably never going to change that uh, just because it, it, they want the entertainment, they want the close quarters race, and they want the anybody-can-win-it type of feel to it because that's what keeps the average watcher uh, hooked into uh, the race. So there's not really a fix for it that they're going to do other than if they just kind of take the, take the handcuffs off these teams, but they won't do that. And uh, but I still enjoyed it. I know I enjoyed it more than you did. Uh, but uh, it's it's still the Daytona 500, and uh, I I'll still watch it every year. And it's uh, still one of my favorite races. Um, I know you said it's your least favorite race, but it's still one of my favorite. It's my races. favorite and least favorite. Okay, I got you. But uh, you know it it's it's still the great American race. Uh, we can shit on it all day, but it. It, it's what drives the sport every year um, and puts NASCAR into how it's going to be for the rest of the season. So, uh, well, I'm glad it's over. Uh, we can get into some real racing now uh, through the rest of the season and see where it goes from there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you want to hear some really egregious shit. <laughs> Let's get into this Fox TV coverage. <laughs> this fucking race. The commercials 500. How many so, times have you seen that one? Well, I was saying that 
to John, my stepdad, you know, before we even started talking about oh, it text, I was like, man, this seems like there's a lot of fucking commercials on this shit. And then you text me and you're like, ah, damn, this is another fucking commercial after a commercial. Well, I wasn't the only one, apparently. I don't have social media, but apparently Twitter was blowing up about it. Um, I know you're not a huge David Land fan, but David Land uh, made a video. It's a good watch uh, about the commercials 500. Uh, uh, I saw it pop up my recommendations but uh Recommend. you know it's uh apparently according to uh statistic there was no more commercials in this race or commercial breaks in this race than there was in the 2007 Daytona 500 apparently it was exactly the same um which may be true but it just it it felt like every time you turned around there was a commercial i think it was on average every eight yeah. Every eight green flag laps, there was a commercial, which is just, it's bullshit. When you have Formula One, no commercials, none, zero. Flag to flag coverage, no commercials at all. Yeah. Granted, they're hour and a half races, but still. If they can do it, we can figure something out. Fucking yeah. soccer. A lot of soccer. their shit over in Europe. They don't have, they're, they, they play until halftime, no commercials. You see the whole shit. And I'm fine with going side by side. I'm fine with that. I understand we have to make money somewhere. The money comes from the TV deals. TV get their money through ads. I understand. I'm not mad at trying to, you know, make the money to put on the show. But when we go commercial, eight green flag laps commercial, and then we sit through a caution on TV, and then we go to commercials six laps after a green flag run. That's bullshit. It's it's bad. You're not gonna attract you're not gonna attract any new fans. I don't give a fuck what market you run a street race in. You're not gonna attract new fans doing TV coverage that way. You know, ninety nine percent of your fans can't make it to the race. So what are they watching on? They gonna watch it on TV. And what do young people have a trouble with? Uh, attention span. Attention span. So um, when they are sitting here and they're like, okay, this is cool. You know, they're racing. Uh, it's a commercial. I'm going to go back uh, on the gonna, Yeah, I might sit through you know one commercial break if this is the only one, you know? And then they race again for eight laps and then they go back to commercial. I'm going to look at my phone. I'm going to turn on Call of Duty. I'm going to go play Fortnite. I'm going to go, you know, do something else because I'm not going to sit here and watch ads that have no fucking bearing on my life. None. And a lot of it were the same fucking ads. Every time. And then even when the commercial break come off, oh, we're going to fucking ride with Noah Graxon's fucking Wendy's, win- on, Wendy's board. on board and we're going to miss a fucking 17 lead changes. Or we're going to ride with the Toyota on board and we're going to miss a wreck. Like, I do not give a fuck. I don't care. If you want to do a side-by-side, show a fucking Toyota commercial or a Wendy's commercial or a fucking, you know, Jake from State Farm, I don't give a goddamn. Do it. But let me watch the fucking race. Let me watch the race. That's what I'm fucking here for. I mean, we pretty much missed half the race. Yeah. <laughs> and we, the, I mean, probably we missed as a 200 and we'll say just, we'll just go with 200 because they didn't really have any commercials after like 10 to go. So we'll do where I would 200. Say, I, would well, say, I think we missed about, about 50 70. Laps. 50 to, 50 to 75. 50 to 70 green flag laps because we're in full screen commercials. That's almost a half of the race. That is 
ridiculous. And like you said, I understand NASCAR has to make its money. You have to have sponsors run the sport. That's what makes our sport different than almost any other sport out there. And I get, you know, soccer, you know, you need to have sponsors here and there, but hey, it's different. NASCAR is a totally different entity. Having said that, <laughs> it's like going a whole drive on a football game where you miss the whole drive. It could be a three and out, but you still missed it. You still know what the fuck happened. I wonder if NASCAR is, I don't know. I don't know if it's more NASCAR, more Fox or more just because it's the Daytona 500 and they had more ads in this race, which they do. They have more ads trying to get sponsored in this race than they do any other race the whole rest of the season. So I don't know if it was that, but I felt like I said, I think it was a lot of the same fucking commercials that we've been seeing from lap 10. Like the, I remember at one point, I think it was like lap 50 something. They went, they came back from commercial. They rode around for two and a half laps and went right back to commercial. And we missed another three or four laps. Literally, the time you were on air was shorter than the commercials before and after, which you had a two and a half lap stint before you came back from commercial the first time and went back to commercial the, the time after that. That is unacceptable. I don't give a shit if they're fucking five cars racing out there 20 seconds apart from each other. You have to keep on air for a little bit longer. And the coverage itself, I think kind of had a problem. I think they had problems with that. Uh, Mike Joy, Clint Boyer, and Tony Stewart. I did not think they were good at all. But I will say, it's kind of hard to get in a rhythm when you're going to commercial every five minutes. They paid Mike Joy to read ads. Yeah, it's kind of hard to get in a rhythm when you're like, oh, yeah, you see, all right, they're going to do this. We got to go commercial. What? We just came back. Nope, we got to go commercial. Okay. Then you're silent for two and a half minutes just watching the race, talking, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's hard to do. And that's like doing starting this podcast and we, we stop it every two minutes for anchor. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it, it, we're going to come back and we're not going to be. Have you ever heard about Anchor? Yeah, we're not going to be the same as if we just talk throughout the whole podcast. So, I, I don't, I wish I want to know what it was more of, if it was more Fox, if it was more NASCAR, if it was more just how many ads they thought they had to get in. But I wonder if they're doing this because, what is the world going to now? Streaming. Streaming. So, you know, we get all these fans in uproar about, oh my God, all these fucking cautions. I can't stand all these cautions. NASCAR needs to do something about this. There's one simple solution. Start paying for a streaming service to watch would the you, race. Would you pay for a streaming service? A yeah. NASCAR streaming service? I would. I would. I would. The problem is, most of NASCAR fans are old, and would they? Yeah. I don't know. But I, I, I feel like NASCAR's kind of putting their... Fans in a box are like, hey, we got to get these ads out. And y'all streaming about commercials. There's this one is, way to fix this. this we is, can have ad-free racing, but you're going to have to pay for it. That's what I think they should do. So I would take it. And over think, this, what we just saw, I would, I would definitely pay for streaming. I think they need to do what the MLB does, what the NFL does, what every other major sports a, uh, a company does across the world. So every single one of them, you have the NFL um, with their Sunday NFL ticket. You've got the MLB with MLB uh, 
Network. You've got uh, the NBA Game Pass. You've got the NHL Game Pass or whatever it's called. You can pay extra money to watch all the games ad-free. Now, granted, in other sports, you know, you've got multiple, multiple games. games. That's a what week. I was about to say. That's the only problem. There's just one race. So, yes, granted, there is only one race. However, I would pay $10 a month at NASCAR to watch the truck race, to watch every truck practice, to watch the Infinity race, every Xfinity practice, and watch the cup race at every cup practice. And post-race. And which post-race. Which we had pretty much none of that. And Sunday. pre-race. Yep. All of that shit. I'd pay $10, $20 a month. I pay that shit. I would, and most NASCAR fans under forty would. Now, granted, you might still have your forty-plus uh, group that. Oh no, I just want to watch it on Fox. Fine, let them watch it on Fox. You can, you can do, do both. both. Yeah, you can do both. Yeah. There's no reason why you can't do it. Now, I understand Fox is going to get upset because they are losing a quarter to half of their viewership. But guess what? You can charge Fox less money to broadcast your shit because guess what? You're being supplemented by the 10 to $20 we are paying you directly. So you're not losing anything and you don't have to pay Fox anything more to do this. You would lose some, I think you would lose some fans of NASCAR, and that's why I think NASCAR has not done this yet, because they understand NASCAR is a older demographic, and I think that's why NASCAR, over the past couple of years, if you notice, have been pushing for a lot of new aged shit. Whether that pre-race concerts, whether you're going to LA for the class, trying to get all these new young fans, they're trying to get young instead of continuing to be old. Because Old people, if you know them, which everybody does, they don't like to change their ways. They like to do what they want to do, what they've been doing for 30, 40 years. And all these 60, 70-year-old NASCAR fans have been watching NASCAR races on Fox, NBC, ESPN for as long as they can remember. And they don't want to have to pay for a streaming service, try to find the app, all that stuff to watch a race every weekend, even if it means no ads. And I think that's where NASCAR is in a bind. But they're trying to get younger. I'll give them credit for that. We might not agree with a lot of stuff they've been trying to do. But I understand what NASCAR is trying to do. They're trying to get to a point where they can stream races on the NASCAR app or wherever. Peacock, Fox Nation, don't they have, they have that's, that's boxes. I don't know, that's more political stuff. But they're trying to get to that point. And for them to be able to do that, Maybe this is their way of like, hey, we got to sell to Fox. The only way we can, the only way y'all can help us out with this, if we get a stream streaming service, streaming service going and y'all pay us per month and we'll give you race full 500 miles, 400 miles, no commercials, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We'll keep you entertained. We'll give you post-race. We have pre-race. We'll give you driver reactions. We'll do all that stuff, but they've got to. They're kind of in a box right now. But what they did on Sunday was ridiculous. Even the points of the race that they were on television was not great. No. They missed a lot of shit. Yep. Um, 
You know, they're talking about fucking some type. I forgot what they're talking about, but there was fucking two or three lead changes going down the back straightaway, going off a of turn two, and they were still stuck on fucking tenth to place driver. Mike Joy was talking about them. I was like, bro, there's fucking yeah. passes for the lead. Yeah, you know, they missed the Bubba wreck. They missed, uh, they missed a couple things like they that. when the Tyler Reddick wreck happened. They stayed side by side. Uh, when they uh, they missed the twelve, it happened right after tire. they went. Huh? Yeah, they 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 missed the twelve, losing yep. his tire. Yep. They missed a lot of shit, you know. Um, yep. Eric never, Amarola, I still want to know what happened to Eric Amarola, and I still don't know what happened to him. And this is why I've been saying this for years. NBC is better than Fox. Oh yeah, you tried to argue with me for a while. Um, <laughs> that must have been before this podcast. Yeah, I think it was, but you know. <laughs> Uh, NBC is clearly better, uh, and they're not great, but they're better than Fox. And, oh yeah, you know Fox has been shit in the bed here re- recently, the past couple of years. We've noticed about this the clash when they first had practice, the inboard audio, and what we're seeing on live television is ten seconds so behind. According to DBC, that's an issue with the camera, the new camera they have that sits on the foam, uh, the new driver's eye camera. I don't know why I didn't listen past that point. That's the last thing I heard on their podcast, but it well, is, need to do something about it's it. fucked up too. Like if you, if you watch, I mean, it, they'll be spinning out you, and they sound like they're wide open. And and I'm like, yeah, out. like <laughs> okay. Like, would you watch like if I, when I put the, when I put a clip of us on YouTube and the audio of us was 10 seconds behind what we're saying, would you continue to watch the damn video? No, no, you wouldn't. You'd be like, what the fuck? These guys don't know what the fuck they're doing. And fucking the production was like it's fucking bunch of fucking fifth graders out there trying to conduct the damn NASCAR race a lot of the time. Got these ugly ass cartoon characters, which they still got, which I don't understand why they got it. Mike Joy miss saying things, saying things that aren't true, missing lead changes. You got Clint Boyer who's holding the pretty wheel, goddammit, boy. What you gonna do? How you gonna get up and win this race? What type of fucking questions are those, man? Then you got Tony Stewart. He sounds like he's fucking in church. Tony was the best. And he was the quietest. <laughs> he was the, the, the he last was. lap. He was. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, they. Sounds like Travis Richter. <laughs> like, what? Tony, speak up. Clint was the same way on those wrecks. You had Mike Joy, who's 87,000 years old, trying to carry the wreck because Clint and Tony don't know what to say. They're like, uh, should I say something here? Should I? Should I not? And I'm going I'm to give the benefit of the doubt to Tony because he don't do this every week. He's not getting paid by Fox every week to broadcast a race. Clint Boyer is. And if you hear shit that, that Brett Griffin says about Clint Boyer and his mentality, he don't practice. He don't research. He don't do any of this shit. Clint is Clint. He goes up there and he does what he does. Well, damn it. Maybe Fox Sports needs to tell Clint Boyer, hey, if you want to keep this job, you're going to start doing your research. You're going to have to start knowing more. And start adding more value to the broadcast and stop making Mike Joy carry your ass the whole damn he's, broadcast. He's terrible. He's bad, man. I don't I don't understand in two years why he hasn't realized this. Now he has calmed down a little bit, but he hasn't gotten better. He hasn't added more insight to Jeff what, was better and Jeff was trash. Yes. Yes. And I remember I said at first, I was like, oh, the first couple races of 20, his first, Clint's first couple races, like, okay, Clint's not bad. You weren't a huge fan of him. I was like, Clint, you know, it's okay. You know, he get, brings high energy to the, to the broadcast. Okay. Ever since then, it, it just hasn't changed. He's just, he's not good. He's not good being a he broadcaster. He over talks people. And it, when he does, he says the wrong thing. 
Like, yeah. He says shit that it's just irrelevant. It just sounds like you brought some NASCAR fan off the damn. Yeah, it sounds like if you put me or you in the boat. Well, I'm, I mean, don't get. I think I we could be, do better. To oh, be I honest, could do but great. It's uh, it's. I don't. I don't know about great, but I could do. I could do just as well as Jeff Gordon. <laughs> a lot of things. It's just I don't understand why Fox is not real, and I don't think Fox really cares. Jamie I just, McMurray needs to be in the booth. You put Mike Joy, Jay McMurray, and Larry McMur- Larry McReynolds up there. It'd be perfect. It'd be great. You'd have a driver who is not too goofy and not too serious. Perfect. Larry Reynolds, he knows everything. As far as shit, and Mike Joy, he's getting up there. You're going to have to replace him soon. But if he don't have to carry a broadcast like he has the past several years, he's going to be better. Because he won't have to do as much. I agree. But They won't listen to us. No. <laughs> not yet, anyways. Not yet. Well, attaboy. Hit that button. Attaboy. Attaboy. Did I miss it? Missed it. Damn. Attaboy! Riley, who's your attaboy? You're going to have to cut that out. What? That was trash. Nah, it's hot. You can get that. You can't do that. That was smoke. <laughs> that was hot fire. Hot piss water. Brad Kislowski, attaboy for losing the Daytona 500. He's going to be a uh, attaboy for Riley for beating the shit out of Trent on the podcast. Um, nah, the attaboy this week uh, is probably going to go to Austin Hill. Who? Uh, won the Xfinity race. Uh had no right to win the Xfinity race. It should have been them Dale Jr. boys, which I, to be honest, I probably should have saved this conversation for the You Can't Do That. Yeah. Uh, but there is absolutely no reason that the Dale Jr. crew did not win that race. It was Austin Hill and then... Well, no, they didn't. That's what I'm saying. That's why there's no reason they should they shouldn't, shouldn't have won yeah. the race. It was Austin Hill and then every single Dale Earnhardt car in a lot. Mm-hmm. And who won the race? Austin Hill. Because the number seven car decided to be a dumbass and uh, thought he was smarter than everybody else. But good job, Austin Hill. Didn't lose his mind. I know you don't like him, which I still don't understand why you don't like him. But he uh, back-to-back Daytona wins for that guy. Um, I hate the fact that he races for RCR, but, you know, put himself in the playoffs. Not, not the greatest equipment in the Xfinity Series, but... Uh, Secured his playoff spot, won back-to-back races at Daytona, uh, beaten arguably the best Xfinity cars out there. So, attaboy, Austin Hill. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, uh, Austin did what he had to do and kind of got lucky, you know, with Junior Motorsports just completely collapsing there at the end. Time but- out. You said got lucky, but he put him in the posi- his, himself in the position. <laughs> To get lucky, he was. He had the best car. Don't get me wrong. He He was leading the race. He deserved to win the race, and won the race. That's why it gave him the attaboy. Okay. All right. So my attaboy from this weekend is. I mean, we got to give it. One of us has to give it to Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Uh, (laughs) I mean, he 
Recky Spinhouse. Yeah, he wasn't Recky. He was uh, doing burnouts on the front stretch oh, while everybody else was crying. He ran out of gas, actually. Oh, that's true. Hey, well, he still won the race. Uh, Ricky, he he did everything right all day. Uh, finished third in stage two, huh? Post forty-seven. <laughs> yeah, you wish. He even got caught for a spitting penalty, and came back and won the goddamn race. So Ricky Sandhouse is the goat. <laughs> um, but no, nah, seriously, Ricky. Uh, like I said, he's one of the best plate racers out there. He kept his nose clean all day. And he did just a great job of maneuvering his way through the field at the end and made a great move on Joe Logano before the uh, 24 just killed the three and caused that wreck on the backstretch, got in, got in the lead, and then uh, was able to hold off the 22 and had wreck behind him, and 20 gave him some help to beat him over the 22. And, uh, I mean, Ricky, he's, uh, he's in the playoffs now. Uh, we Neither had that on our bingo card this year for the playoffs, so we're zero for one. Like we, like you said last week, we would be zero for one after Daytona. We'd be completely wrong, and we are. But uh, I had a boy Ricky Stenhouse Jr. ain't won a damn race since Roush in twenty seventeen at Daytona in July. So uh, it's been a long time coming. Saps a hundred and ninety nine race winless streak for uh, for Ricky, and uh, happy for him. Happy for that small team. Happy for Brad Doherty. That whole JTD, JTG Doherty team. Uh, never heard of them. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're solid. They're never spectacular, but they're not Rick Ware, so they're faster than Rick Ware. And Ricky's had some good finishes with that 47 the past couple of years, but now they're in the playoffs. Hopefully they can build on this and uh, have a couple more good runs this year. I will say this before we go on the next segment. Uh, he will finish 16th in points this year. That's if we don't have 16 different winners, more than 16 different winners. I mean, prob- probably, probably. But uh, anyways, our most popular segment. You can't do that. Can't do it. Hit the button. This week's segment of You Can't Do That. can't do that this week. Ty Dillon, Cody Ware, Daniel Suarez, Carson Josevar, Denny Hamlin, Noah Gregson, Jesse Uji, Fred Davis. You can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> you missed. Anyways, who's your you can't do that this week, Riley? You can't do that. It's going to Austin Dillon. Fuck that guy. Ooh. Number one, he's a piece of shit human being. His wife's fake as fuck. Made out of plastic. Call it bitch Barbie. <laughs> Anyways. Um, terrible race car driver. Lucked into every win he's ever had. The only reason he's still in the car is because his granddad owns the motherfucker. Um, but anyways, my man's gets out of the car. Excuse me, I got to cough real quick because I'm pissed. Got my shit worked up. <laughs> mm. You apologize to the fans for just ruin rupturing their eardrums. You get out. Um, but yeah, Austin Dillon gets out of the car after being wrecked by the twenty-four, and who's he blame? 
Brad gets left. The 47. He says, that six car is desperate. And this isn't, quote, you know. But this is pretty much what he says, paraphrasing. The six car was desperate. He, you know, just drives through everybody. You know, he's, he's shit, this, that, and the third. Blames the six for the wreck. The wreck was the 24's fault. Had nothing to do with the six. I mean, you could really blame it on the three and the eight for not doing their yeah, quote-unquote pair To be right. fair, that shit was retarded. But yeah. uh, the 24, the six had exactly 0% to do with this wreck. And uh, Austin Dillon gets out of the car, never sees replay, never does anything, just got out of the car and starts talking shit about Brad Keselowski running through people. First of all, motherfucker, you ran through Eric Almirola to win your Daytona 500. Two weeks ago, you was wrecking motherfuckers, running through them at the fucking clash. Who the fuck are you talking about running through motherfuckers, number one? Number two, you're wrong. So what the fuck are you talking about? Austin Dillon's a bitch. I'd beat his ass if I saw him walking down the street. I say it about once a week. Fuck that guy. He's a piece of shit. Austin Dillon, you can't do that. <laughs> so I would, I was going to give my, you can't do that, to um the ARCA race. Uh, I can't find the there damn... There was an ARCA race? Yeah, there was. It was actually not that bad. But I can't find the replay, but under caution with about 20 to go... You're not talking about the old guy that couldn't get out of his car when it was on fire? No, 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 not him. This was under caution. It was the eight car. Eight car in the red. I think it was a girl. Shocker. Women can't drive. But, uh... Damn! (laughs) They're coming... They're plenty... They're plenty off pit... They're coming... I mean, they're done off pit road and everything. They're They're in the middle of three and four. And she just spins out under caution and about takes out the car in front of her slides down to the apron and then guess what she does she tries to floor it back onto the back onto the track there's some bacon right there she just fucking destroys the splitter I wish I could find the replay of it I think I'm pretty sure it was a girl but I don't know but Whatever her face is, eight car in a red arca race. What are you doing? Is more likely, but you can't do that. You only wrecked under caution, but then you gotta throw it back up on the damn bacon and destroy the splitter. Like, golly, man. Like, you can't do that. You can't do that. It just was, oh man, I was like, damn. I think even I would know more. (laughs) I think I have more self awareness than that. But it was bad. It was bad. Um, but anyways, that's my you can't do that. That was the worst thing I saw all weekend. It wasn't even close. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. It's pretty bad. But anyways, we got to Fontana this weekend. Race. Yeah. Last year's race was really good. Uh Kyle Larson won the race. And uh you got that was your that was our first accurate, perfect two-pointer. Yeah, two-pointer. Uh, I picked Joey last year, and uh, he was... Finished, Never heard of. He finished like third or something. So, uh, this week, so we got Fontana, the last race of the two-mile track, uh, two-track, two-mile configuration. Uh, 
what do you expect in this race this year, Riley? It was great last year. It was a pretty good race. Yeah. You know, actually, the Raft guys were pretty good. Until Bubba dumped Brad shit. Until yeah, big surprise, <laughs> Bubba Wallace did some bullshit. Um, I expect a little bit more. Did of he same. cry after he spun him out? Probably. <laughs> ah, racism. Um, but uh, well, we're both canceled now. Yeah, canceled. <laughs> um, but um. Yeah, I mean, I I expect a decent race. You know, I don't expect, you know, Bristol Night Race or anything, but I think it's going to be all right. Go out there and race some. I think the good news is, is um, we're not going to have those issues that we had last year with the cars getting stuck, mm-hmm. um, you know, spin outs and shit like that. They can't so, get going. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's going to, I think that's going to help a little bit. I think the Chevys. Probably going to be the ones to beat this weekend. Um, the Fords. I don't know. The Fords are really good at, at Daytona, but uh, they're not drafting this, this week. Still a big track, but I, I just feel like the Chevys are going to be the ones to beat this week. I think the Hendrick cars are probably going to be your ones that uh, you're going to want to look out for. Your Hendricks and uh, you know, maybe Gibbs might be up there. Um, for your Toyotas, I think I think Ford probably gonna be the third uh, manufacturer. Uh, even my, with these new noses, yeah. Even even with these new noses, I think I think Chevrolet is probably gonna be the one you're gonna want to look out for. Um, I don't see a lot of wrecks happening. Uh, I think it's gonna be a more of an old school Fontana race. Um, I think maybe without without stage cautions, you might not have any cautions. Um, I don't I don't I don't foresee a lot of wrecks. Uh, but uh, I think it'll be a good one. I think it'll be a, a good a reintroduction to real NASCAR racing. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, I, I, last year's, we kind of said this about last year's race. We, we didn't really think there'd be a whole lot of cautions. There actually were uh, quite a bit, actually. I think RFK cars caused three of them. Where Brad spun out by himself early. Then Ricky's Ricky. <laughs> and then um, Chris spun out. Hit the off a of two, didn't he? Blew a tire or something. And then Brad got dumped by Bubba kind of late in the race. So this year, I I think it I think we'll have a decent amount of cautions. You had Chase. Probably should have won the damn race. Till Kyle threw him threw him in the blo- threw a bad block and threw him in the wall late in the race. And uh then Chase spun out on purpose, I think. <laughs> Remember that conversation. <laughs> but uh uh, I think this year you'll have kind of the same. I think you'll have a lot of uh, guys pushing it hard on restarts. Uh, track position is so key. No matter what track you're at these days, it's just you need to be up front, especially when it you know when it comes down to the the last few few laps. So uh, I think we'll have some wrecks. You'll have some cautions. You'll have some guys just spinning out. Maybe a couple of t- guys blowing tires like you did last year. I hope not, but uh, you just never know. With these new cars and these Goodyear tires that are fucking terrible, so uh, I expect a good race. The last race for the two mile track, I think you put on a good race. I think it'll be a packed crowd because you won't have a race here in 2024. So it's going to be a last race here in California for two years at least. So uh, I think you have a good race and uh, it'll put on a hell of a show. Well, I get to pick this week, huh? I won. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Up one nothing already. I won last year. Got that nice steak dinner. I think I might go steak and lop. Oh Jesus! I'm have COVID again. We might have to go to uh, 
Like, what's that place? Don't you say it. Saskatoon. No, I ain't yes, taking sir. you there. I ain't taking you well, there. After this week, um, I'm still out. Uh, I'm still a testicle. Still a testicle? To pay for it. I'll buy it. Um. <laughs> anyways, I'm picking the winner of the race this year. This week. This, yeah. this year, yeah. This year, yeah. The winner of the race this weekend. So, Chris, you only got one, you only got one for Chris. Alex Bowman. I like you were underwater there. Alex Bowman. Why are you picking the hack? He's a hack. Uh, but because I said the Chevrolets are going to be fast, and uh, he's won this race before, so. <laughs> okay. All and right. because, you know, I'm never going to use them again, so I might as well pick them now. That'd be kind of stupid not to use them again. The kid's an idiot. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Bowman, uh, I mean, uh, I mean uh, he's the fourth best Hendrick driver, but uh, he's very good at California. Um, hmm. So I kind of think this week it'll be Chevy's have the best cars, like you said. But kind of like last week, the Fords had the best, best, uh, Cars and a Chevy won it. This week, I think the Chevys are going to have the fastest cars, but a Toyota is going to win it. And that Toyota driver will be Travis Pastrana. Yeah. Mm, he racing this week? <laughs> now, nah, give me. Hey, I want to give him a full time ride. He might make the fucking playoffs. Give me the winner of the 2023 Clash. Driver of the number 19 Bath Pro Shops Toyota for JGR. <laughs> Martin Truex Jr. will win this Never race. Uh, he's good at California. He's won here once. Probably could have won this race a couple more times. Toyotas are usually fast uh, at California. They weren't that fast last year, but. Uh, for the most part, they've been pretty good at California. And, uh, don't think they'll have the best cars, but I think they'll be there when it matters the most. And Didn't win a race all year last year. Uh, Joe Gibbs racing is usually one of the best all, on and off pit road. So I think that'll be a big key to, to winning this race. And JGR knows how to get on pit road. So uh, give me the 19 car. Uh, Truex uh, won the clash. Had a pretty good Daytona 500 car, but you know how it is with Truex and Super Speedways. It just never goes his way. So uh, give me the 19. Never heard Toyota of Camry. Correct. Hope I'm wrong, but uh, I have a feeling I'm. I, I have a good. Feel, I have a good feeling he's going to beat the 48 car. I hope your guy finishes 40th and my guy finishes 39th. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> is there going to be 40 cars even fielded this week? Probably not. Probably not. Probably going to be 36. Probably well, 37. Who's going to be the? One that shows up. That I think car. that I think that uh, that uh, money team wants to make a make a full time recovery yeah. here. Yeah, Connor Daly didn't run into shit all week. Still finished twenty nine. Yeah, <laughs> but even dear no Rex. <laughs> I don't think he could have been. No, but I don't remember him being. I don't think he'd close. been in the draft all weekend. No, um, he was there for the first five laps, I think, and then he lost it. But uh, yeah, yeah, okay. I should have. I should have done it. But uh, make sure you follow us on 
all the social media platforms. We got TikTok, we got Instagram, we've got Facebook. No, we don't. Do we not? Mm-mm. We got TikTok. We could. You could do it. We've got Instagram. The TikTok at the Highline Podcast. We got YouTube at the Highline. I think YouTube now has new handles. I'm not sure how it works, but uh, if you try to find us on YouTube and you can't find us on the Highline, which is what it is, or the Highline Podcast, the Highline 69. Nice. Because Brad and Chase and our, anyways. And if you want to leave us a voice message, go to Anchor, find us, do it. Use that message icon and leave us a voice message. And we'll play it on next week's episode or whenever you send it to us. And uh, tell your family and friends who are NASCAR fans or into podcasts and all that shit to uh, follow the show and listen to us every week. But until next time. You can't do that. You can't. Go Cubs! Go Tigers!